welcome to the Web Policy Talk podcast recorded live at the Impact and Policy Research Institute Impri New Delhi Namaste and good evening I Swati Solanki researcher at Impri Impact and Policy Research Institute, Prabhav, Evam Niti Anusandhan Sanstan, Nai Delhi, extend my warmest welcome to you all to Impri Hashtag Web Policy Talk. Today, we have gathered for a special talk on education for sustainable development as a part of the series, The State of Environment, Hashtag Planet Talks. The series is organized by the Center for Environment, Climate Change and Sustainable Development at Impri. The moderator of our today's session is Dr. Simi Mehta. Ma'am is CEO and Editorial Director at INPRI Impact and Policy Research Institute. It is my privilege to introduce our esteemed speaker for this very important discussion. We have with us Dr. Ram Bhuj. Sir is an environment and sustainability professional with rich experience of over 40 years in diverse fields with the government, university system, civil society, and the United Nations. He is currently the CEO of the Mobius Foundation and is also advising UNEP on a transboundary landscape initiative. He headed the ecology revision of the UNESCO South Asia office in New Delhi for over a decade and he also convened the South and Central Asia MAB network. He has served as regional director of the Center for Environment Education and assistant director of the Environment Ministry, Government of Uttar Pradesh, India. Dr. Booch is involved with several universities institutions as guest faculty, visiting or adjunct professor, which include Universities of Manchester and Bradford, UK, MIT, University of Michigan, Environmental Law Institute, Washington, DC, DHU, NEHU, JNU, and many central state and private universities in India. He's the co-founder of the World Ocean Network, France, and the executive board member of the Conservation for the Oceans Foundation, USA. He has published over 100 research and technical papers, popular articles, and 15 books. He has to his credit many honors and awards and recognitions, including the prestigious Science Academy Medal for Young Scientists presented by Ms. Mrs. Indira Gandhi, former Prime Minister of India. My heartiest welcome to you, sir, for today's pertinent talk. Now, I invite our moderator, Dr. Simi Mehta, to initiate the discussion with her opening remarks and invite our speaker to take this discussion forward. Ma'am, over to you. Thank you. Thank you, Swati, for that wonderful uh, introduction and good evening to everyone. I really welcome all of you to this very important uh, hashtag planet talks. Uh, so all of us know that sustainable development is encompassing the individual and also often overlapping various pillars of social, economic and environmental development. And there is a need for all the stakeholders, everyone in between, in and between policy and people to know what it is. More so because the challenges like rampant inequalities, poverty, pandemics, unemployment, ecosystem degradation, and climate change, it impacts each and every person on planet Earth. Of course, on different levels. So what are the elements and intricacies of this knowledge or education for sustainable development? What are the actions that must be taken at different levels so that we sincerely do not compromise the future generation's ability to enjoy the fruits of development? To delve into all these questions and beyond, we have with us Dr. Ram Bhuj, an expert in the field who, and there would be no one better than sir to be speaking on education for sustainable development. So thank you so much, sir, for accepting our invitation and for being with us this evening. I invite you to begin your lecture. Over to you, sir. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Simi, and of course, a wonderful introduction by Swati. And uh, of course, uh, greetings to all the colleagues from uh, this institute. You are you have initiated rather a very uh, interesting initiative, the Planet Talks. And uh, when you talk about the planet, it's really 
in crisis and i thought that uh, when uh, simi approached me about uh, i think we connected through linkedin that's a very interesting uh, platform and uh, i thought let me talk about education because this is one most enabling factor to bring about a change transformation what we all require in this uh, age of planetary crisis as we say so i will straight away uh, go to my presentation i'm just going to share it so that <clears throat> so education for sustainable development or in brief we can call it est uh, but before i go for it i think let me talk about the the context under which this education we are talking about uh, education for sustainability or est or sustainability education in fact uh, uh, a few i think in the month of july august itself yes last month uh, intergovernmental panel on climate change ipcc came out with its report and uh, the physical science basis and uh, in fact it's a very alarming report and uh, un secretary general has rightly termed it as quote red for humanity because of course uh, this has the report has reiterated that it is humans we are responsible for whatever is happening to our planet and uh, whatever changes in climate system uh, are happening now are widespread rapid and intensified and of course unprecedented in thousands of years so this is happening at a very rapid rate in terms of intensity and frequency and of course that has never happened in the whole climate system over thousands of years in this scenario of course cop 26 which was supposed to uh, be held last year in uh, glasgow uh, is going to happen at least from november 11 to i think it's uh, around two weeks summit and uh, this is happening in the background of devastating wildfires in europe russia and the us and a record shattering heat wave in northwestern north america and extreme and deadly floods in germany and china this is everywhere if you every day something is happening i was in hyderabad in inquires uh, the indian national center for ocean uh, information sciences and there is a they have a super computer where entire ocean uh, this movement is uh, comes live and you can see every moment one or the other event happening in the ocean systems that's wonderful when i saw that i was really amazed how the whole uh, the global climate has been altered and in this scenario cop 26 is going to happen and as rightly said this is a make or break for the planet this summit similarly of course even biodiversity conference is going to happen in kunming city of china uh this is again very very important last year it was to happen but this is going to happen in two phases first in the month of uh, october uh, and then again in april in two phase first one is uh, virtual and then it will be physical but before that this in intergovernmental platform on biodiversity and ecosystem services this is a science policy platform like ipcc is for uh, climate change and this is uh, you can call it as ipcc of nature and this is very alarming situation because humans again we are responsible in driving 1 million species towards extinction and uh, in that scenario the there will be a global biodiversity framework which is, which is already draft have been circulated 
and uh, this will put a pathway to recovery of biodiversity. Uh, of course, uh, UN has also launched the decade of ecosystem restoration. So this whole vision document will uh, provide a framework and a pathway for ecosystem and species recovery. This is again very, very important. And of course, I just saw this, I am just putting, because today in Hindustan time, this was the news, 18% of India's tree species face extinction. This is, this is again very alarming figure. There are certain uh, figures available, but this is just trees. Forget about other flora, uh, which are really, really every, every species is under great threat. And historically, if we go into environment and development, there are a lot of these historical uh, events, uh, Stockholm in 1972, when environment and development issues were being discussed. At that time also, education was considered as a key element uh, for environmental protection. And uh, came the, our common future the uh, World Commission on Environment and Development. This is famous uh, report, uh, which defined sustainable development. And again, uh, first Earth Summit was held in Rio. It came out with Agenda 21. And chapter 36, whole chapter was de devoted to education. World Summit on Sustainable Development, WSST, uh, was held in 2002. And this was again where uh, I was involved in, uh, in a group of some 27 organizations to prepare the draft declaration for ESD. And uh, here uh, there was a commitment for declaration of UN decade of education for sustainable development. Japan was the leader. This Japanese delegation led this whole team. And this was very significant. Uh, one thing I would like to mention here, because first conference 72 was all about environment and development. Sustainable world was not there. Our common future, somehow it defined sustainability. Uh, 1992, in fact, again, there was sustainable development was in a way didn't find much traction here as well because this was again United Nations Conference on Environment and Development. But by 2002, this whole conference turned into sustainable development. In fact, environment was, which was having the front seat, the driver's seat, driving all other three pillars of sustainability, the environment, society, and the economy. So in WSSD in Johannesburg, it was social issues like uh, the gender, uh, water and sanitation, uh, poverty, hunger, all these issues dominated in uh, WSSD. And again, of course, uh, the 2012 was Rio plus 20, second Earth Summit. And uh, here again, the emphasis was the theme was at the Rio plus 20 was green economy for sustainable development. So because of 2008 economic crisis, the third pillar of environment and the sustainability that was economics, that took the front seat. And in this all scenario, of course, uh, economists, they came out with the concept of green economy, but world leaders did not this did not, did not get much support from the world leaders, the green economy concept. And in that scenario, there were large, very widespread consultation for uh, like in the Millennium Declaration came out with the Millennium Development Goals, which ended 2015. So world wanted post 2015 goal. And this comes the Sustainable Development Goals, very comprehensive document. And of course, 2015 was the Paris climate deal. But everywhere, education was a common thread. And uh, this is what, as I said, e economy, environment, and social community, these three pillars of sustainability. And of course, 
sustainability education is the common thread in all these are some definitions i think you all know about uh, the uh, this sustainable development is development that meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs that's very very often repeated definition and but this is this i find the us environment protection agency definition as more appropriate that sustainability is based on a simple principle everything that we need for our survival and well being depends either directly or indirectly on our natural environment to pursue sustainability is to create and maintain the conditions under which humans and nature can exist rather i would add here coexist in productive harmony to support present and future generation this is a somewhat very comprehensive definition but in terms of uh, uh, sustainable development goals there is a separate goal goal 4 on education but as you can see here this goal is connected with all other goals and 4.7 is specifically about sustainability education and uh, this is what it says by 2030 ensure that our learners acquire the knowledge and skills needed to promote sustainable development including among others through education for sustainable development sustainable lifestyles human rights lot of things so this this is a common thread i said in for the achievement of all other goals understanding esd because this has come this whole sustainability education term has is born from the need of for education to address growing sustainability challenges as i enumerated in the beginning of this lecture and this is action oriented uses innovative pedagogy to enable learners to develop knowledge skills and awareness to take action to transform society into more sustainable one it empowers learners to take informed decisions and responsible actions for environmental integrity economic viability and a just society it integrates all the three elements three pillars of sustainable development it's about lifelong learning and is an integral part of quality education this is what what i just said it's a, it also talks about the global citizenship uh interdisciplinary problem solving like global challenge critical thinking why esd change in us uncertainty which is happening every day that is why uh, it's called as life love learning uh, through esd employability lot of green jobs sustainable jobs are coming up quality agenda in fact that is very important because gradually we are getting access to education universal access to education, most of the countries including india but the main issue is that of quality in education and est provides that quality element into the education and student opinion because it's participatory uh this is a statement i think i thought this very important we cannot always build the future for our youth but we can build our youth for the future <clears throat> these are certain statements and i think uh, it's a uh, i can illustrate in in these uh three premises that education crucial for development however not all kinds of education lead to sustainable development education that promotes economic growth alone may lead to unsustainable consumption pattern this is very common because economists think say for example population while sustainability professionals say that rise in population will lead to the resource crunch or resource pressure on resources and ultimately unsustainable development but economist their theory always promotes like uh, the population dividend uh, or if we have reached certain level up like china is now because of economic reasons is trying to again coming back to the two or three child policy so this is again like the economic growth uh, with the education which promotes is not sustainable 
and transformation of how we think and act to create a more sustainable world. Individuals must become sustainability change makers. This is very important, requiring knowledge, skills, values, and attitude that empower them to contribute to sustainable development. Basically, this is a transformative education, ESD, because you have to become a change maker. Think and act differently, not the like based on the values and sustainability values. And ESD empowers learners to take informed decisions and responsible actions for environmental integrity, economic viability, and just society, all three in a very uh, harmonious manner for present and future generations. This is a very, uh, I would say, very important statement because uh, we are increasingly asking if we, if what people learn is truly relevant to their life, if what they learn helps to ensure the survival of our planet, education for sustainable development can provide the knowledge, awareness, and action that empower people to transform themselves and transform societies. This is this is a very important question. Like whatever education that we are getting is that relevant, and that is why. ESD is holistic and transformational. Just to say. There are certain issues, I don't know why. Would you like the, to bottom left, so the bottom left, if you can come on the screen to the bottom left, bottom left, left hand side. Yes. Hmm. So, uh, as I said, a decade of education for sustainable development 20, 2005 to 2014 was there. And uh, that was to strengthen the policies, the practices, and of course, the educational tools and curriculum during that whole decade, decade in 2014. And after that, of course, because world was looking forward to Agenda 2030 and Sustainable Development Goals. So we thought the ESD professionals that let us wait for a year. And once uh, uh, the Sustainable Development Goals come, then we will think about what would be the ESD, the future of ESD. That is why there was a period and there was a global action program on ESD was launched, which is called as GAP 2015 and 19. That was five years uh, gap period. And after that, in 2020, ESD for 2030 was launched. In fact, lot of analysis was done and these are the three more premises on this future of ESD is dependent. Awareness not enough, more attention to learners transformation process as I said, because a lot of awareness is already there and more attention to deep structural causes of sustainable development and technological future emphasis on it. This is very relevant in terms of COVID crisis and these four Action areas were decided, uh, promotion and improvement of basic education, reorienting existing education, developing public understanding and awareness and training and workforce. And there are se several approaches. And I would, I think, just click, these are the several dimensions you can say, edu environment education, ESD, climate change, biodiversity, nature education, all these are various approaches. And uh, these are certain like teaching outdoors, green curriculum, eco clubs, several methodologies you can say, which are being applied globally uh, for ESD. And uh, to enhance creativity, imagination, and enthusiasm, hands-on activities, interactive learning sparks imagination and unlocks creativity. Learning transits classroom means opportunities for experiential learning enables to make connections in the real world. And this is very important because most of the 
learners and uh, educators they are thinking beyond classrooms nowadays builds critical creative thinking decision making skills promotes compassion and understanding nature exposure excellent backdrop or context for interdisciplinary learning fast sensitivity appreciation and respect for the nature it combats nature deficit disorder it's a, it's a very this also provides joy of learning healthy lifestyle very important empowering and building communication collaboration creativity so these are some eight methodologies are pedagogical skills that are needed then there are these teachers which are because of course they last year we celebrated world teachers day on 5th october and of course india we celebrate 5th september a day before but it was teachers leading in crisis reimagining the future was the, and how these teachers they are taking lead in uh, attainment of sustainable development goals these are some of the uh, premises i am not going to go into all the these details because how teachers are taking the lead uh, this is again the 2030 esd that was adopted uh, recently in may 17 to 19 uh, in berlin there was this official launch and these are the five elements advancing policy learning environment teacher and educators youth and communities so five elements and this is a very complicated uh, slide but uh, in nutshell whatever uh, this esd 2030 this provides is all these five elements and uh, in in berlin in fact uh, Uh, this ESD 2030, where it was launched, and uh, learning for our planet—that was the hashtag, and act for sustainability. And uh, Berlin Declaration. These are some of the quotes I have taken. A uh, UNESCO analyzed educational plans and curriculum framework in close to 50 countries and found that more than half. make no reference to climate change while only 19% speak about biodiversity that is why it calls for esg to be a core component of all education systems at all levels by 2025 this is very important you can just see the global challenge of climate change only 50% ref in uh, ref curriculum make the reference and 19% uh, biodiversity finds very little only 19% Uh, reference <clears throat> and uh, the host country german chancellor angela merkel very important she said we need training for sustainable development not to be a privilege but accessible to all people the success of the esd for 2030 will bring us closer to all sdgs and then again this this is again fight against climate change begins at school 2021 is the year in which we will overcome the pandemic and embark on a sustainable development model for the future that must include esd if we miss this occasion we will lost we will lose decades this is a race against the clock these very important statements in support of esd and uh mobius foundation along with close to 3 dozen uh, partners we are organizing every year since 2019 the international conference on sustainability education in fact we started much ahead of this esd agenda 2030 rather our input was taken into account and this is uh, some of the glimpses of that these are the various partners most of the un agencies and many environment professionals they were involved in this, in including government of india icsc began in 2019 and of course last year uh, 2020 uh, we discussed about the this pandemic and uh, simultaneously national education policy was launched so last year mr uh, amit khare secretary education uh, he was on the floor and he gave a very interesting session uh, to case on uh, new education policy unesco came out with their this uh, post covid learning nine ideas for public action 
and uh, this is what and there was of course this year also we are going to have this session uh, this conference in some 11 sessions parallelly going on uh, virtually and one of the sessions is related to the post covid education and how these digital media is helping both the access technology to technology content all these things will be discussed there education policy as i said that was discussed last year this year also role of teachers and finally uh, in fact uh, i feel the esd is hope for the future economic growth model has led to environmental degradation social injustice and economic inequalities many education systems support such a model that that is very important statement to live in a more sustainable world we need to rethink the purpose of education systems what is learned what is tested and how it is taught esd provides a framework to address difficult changes and contemporary challenges environmental social economic or local versus global aligning education with sustainability will help us create an environmentally robust socially equitable and economically fair world this is in fact this education is hope for the future and these are the youth in fact uh, greta thunberg fridays for freedom and this vanessa these all and our own disipriya from manipur so they all are at the forefront on the esg and climate education these are some of the greta and this this uh, uh, imi lucas is uh, basically promoting vegan or vegetarianism and she says if we the world 50% of world turns to vegetarian or vegan i think we will have 14% reduction in greenhouse gases similarly all these the, this blue olis is a sustainable lifestyle yes so do we need more such voices from from youth so thank you very much i think i had to rush through because i was very conscious of time so 1835 is so now yes simi floor is yours yes yes thank you sir thank you wonderful presentation i must say and in fact there are um, uh, quite some um, convergences in the term in the ways that uh, i was uh, also uh, hoping that you would be addressing and uh, i'm sure that there are questions that are that would uh, you know uh, make up for uh, the the quick slides that you have presented so i'll just start with a question that has uh, come up uh, uh, from the audience and um, this question is uh, from um, from mr shravan who asks that uh, we indians have a deep respect for rivers soil mountains trees and animals in our prayers and rituals but in behavior most of the time we do not show positive civic sense towards the environment how can we apply esd to mend such behavioral faults so uh, basically esd for behavioral change uh you you touched upon this so if you could if you could share your views on it sir yeah definitely uh, uh i would say that uh, traditionally uh india has been a sustainable society means we respect nature we uh rather i would use the word not only celebrate natural or biological diversity both cultural diversity and natural biodiversity we uh, consider uh, rivers water bodies uh, uh, forests and many trees is sacred so all these uh, uh, the and traditional societies even now in uh, they are in a way more living more sustainably in harmony with nature and the environment so they are the the i would say the custodians of sustainability say for example in northeast india the tradition of sacred forest groups not only northeast in western ghats particularly in nilgiris in uh, rajasthan those uh, sarnas in madhya pradesh the tribal areas uh, 
all these sacred groups they are really the harbingers of the biological diversity and they and these kind of values and attitudes so esd tries to inculcate such values and change the attitude the behavioral changes what he is referring to and that is what we call as transformational education unless you so there are several ways how you can bring about this kind of transformation of course it will take a lot of as i said there are various approaches but one of the approaches is to bring esd into curriculum and also the public awareness aspect about the sustainability with these practices so i hope i i could yes sir yes sir so yes so you mentioned about uh, the indigenous knowledge uh, in uh, in passing reference right now could you talk about how actually can be harnessed because uh, much is not there in the mainstream uh, literature and also the information sharing so how can we uh, harness in indigenous knowledge and their ingenuity and then align that with the esd and esd as you said it has to be you know incorporated in the formal learning process so uh, we can take that formal learning process uh, in a bit but uh, if you could talk about the indigenous knowledge now this is my pet subject because i uh, in fact started working in northeast i was uh, at the northeastern university shillong and there i was working with a group of almost 30 scientists with professor ramakrishnan who is uh, who is just retired from jawaharlal nehru university is professor and uh, dean there <clears throat> so he was my i consider him as he was my guru so in fact uh, there we worked for many years and even when i joined unesco i continued working with the traditional societies on cultural landscape a very unique concept which unesco of course recognizes cultural landscape and lot of areas on the world heritage list which had outstanding universal values because of those not only the landscape but through the traditional knowledge the indigenous knowledge system as well as their the local environment so that landscape is shaped as a cultural landscape so there are several ways how to harness this indigenous Now, of course i would i rather harness it in some many terms it comes to the exploitation say for example the cancer drug which was uh, from the uh, this vincarosia uh, for the leukemia uh, it was and the those communities the tribals from where this knowledge was uh, in the in the this uh, central american forests it came out they did get any benefit of all those because multinational they harvest that knowledge the another example is uh, the kani tribe in silent valley in kerala they were having the knowledge when dr pushpangadan was touring that area along with the group of scientists in exploration of those medicinal and aromatic plants then he came across a herb which was uh, I mean, tribes they were uh, using that and they were not tired and they were all the luggage and whole day they were without eating anything without even drinking water and these scientists they get exhausted then he came to know from their knowledge that this is what what this ayurvedic drug came the sanjeevani and which is uh, but dr pushpangadan made it sure that tribal communities whatever benefits from the patenting of that knowledge comes goes equally to the this kani tribe so there are examples and so this is one area where the scientific evidence because traditional knowledge is much much richer than what we call the formal knowledge system through the books through researches and through all but naturally all these traditional knowledge need to be validated for the benefit of these knowledge must get benefit out of it there is sure. benefit sharing arrangements must be there sure sir right thank you sir um 
this this uh, example is very uh, encouraging and i hope that there are more examples in the country that could actually lead uh, the way you know the whole world is moving towards so um, coming to the second part of my question uh, on the how are we how can we not restrict uh, esd you know uh, as just part of a formal learning process. First, it is a challenge to actually incorporate it as a formal learning into the formal learning process. And second, uh, also that it reaches other age groups, not just the, you know, the student, uh, we are not just simply targeting the student population, but also to all, all age groups who, who are beyond that um, curriculum um, stage of their lives. I think this is a very important aspect. ESD uh, is a, a kind of approach to education. Of course, formal system, there are mechanisms, curricula, classroom transaction, all other kind of methodologies. But in the formal system, there are methodologies like going beyond the classrooms, going into the nature, learning from the nature. But it also provides a scope for lifelong learning, ESD, because it's for the work, like we talk about the green jobs or sustainability jobs, related jobs. So there also it provides for every sustainability or ESD is the concern for each citizen. That is where this global citizenship education comes into and UNESCO has combined ESD with the global citizenship education. Because as I said, it provides access to everyone, every citizen, for access to education, lifelong, then quality, it brings quality element into the education. And the final is global citizenship education, because you consider all the challenges which we face today are interconnected. Climate, we cannot say that, means if we do produce greenhouse gases here, it is going to impact the polar regions or the Himalayas. So similarly, biodiversity loss, you do not know the connections in the nature. What is uh, something happens in China, uh, you destroy the biodiversity and one uh, virus escapes and becomes a pandemic world over. So everything is interconnected. So that is why this global citizenship education is so important uh, for everyone's learning. Right, sir. So you spoke about uh, uh, the NEP and uh, you were quite optimistic about it. Uh, you are quite optimistic about it. So uh, what kind of, uh, you know, does it actually involve something like rerouting the rote learning process, uh, the, which is usually followed in our country to something more that is interactive, fun way of learning, and uh, which is really creative. And it enhances the learner's ability uh, towards ESD. Is there any uh, talk of uh, ESD in the NEP at all? No, actually, uh, I think if you uh, read the NEP, it in the very beginning itself, it says that it is aligned to the Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs. And uh, most of the elements, when I read it, most of the elements of SDGs, uh, these ESD are there into the national education policy. And uh, like it's, uh, uh, it says that education has to become not the teacher centric, but learner centric. And uh, means uh, the knowledge, uh, skill, it, it's, it's much emphasis on action or in because they say, I mean, it's also based on a lot of uh, studies based on the curriculum analysis of, and that say the curriculum provides information and knowledge, but it doesn't lead to action. So that is where it uh, skills and actions right from the early childhood education. This is because connecting to the uh, real work, real life situations, the workforce are to the skills, all those kind of connections they have. So basically basic elements of ESD is uh, included there. Last year when uh, Mr. Amit Khare, Secretary of Education, 
because that was the that our sustainability annual conference when he spoke he uh, in very detailed explained uh, each and every from the early uh, childhood education till the higher education how this sustainability has been woven through the national education policy of course he said the real challenge will be to weave it into the curriculum the process of curriculum development which is ongoing currently and hopefully when we develop the national curriculum framework there these things will find more traction more emphasis <clears throat> right sir uh, so uh, thank you so much for that uh, response i would like to take a few questions from the audience now uh, this is by dr geeta devi tv uh, she asks so sustainable development is a contested notion especially due to the con uh, conceptual contradiction involved in it and there are many debates that are still ongoing uh, wouldn't it be more Uh, practical and better to talk about education for sustainability instead of education for sustainable development what are your thoughts on this no i fully agree with what she is telling that is why i am when i was within unesco unesco is intergovernmental organization and countries are there and countries think about the development this hall is in the development context and in fact if you, as i said in historically environment also began with environment and development debate and that gradually culminated into sustainable development and our common future is defined it and when you talk about the national concept or international they prefer the un context particularly prefer education for sustainable development but i think it is much more broader to talk about education for sustainability rather than the that includes that's more comprehensive and i could say a more integrative approach uh, so i fully agree what she is telling sure thank you sir um the next question is on um, what are your what do you think on any uh, any efforts by the government for promoting green careers um, at undergraduate levels for the students is there any boost oh yes uh, nep does talk about the entrepreneurship and uh, internships uh, education for life or education for the work life uh, all kind of terminologies are you can say uh the jargon are there but jobs green jobs are the decent jobs is one of the uh, the sdgs goal i think it's uh, goal 8 mm -hmm. and the green jobs are going to come in a major way because all kind of disruption that we say climate change itself glasgow this cop 26 is going to be i think very very life changing event where and once the like if india is telling that by 2030 we will have almost 450 gigawatt of solar and renewables i think that's a huge transformation that will provide huge job scope into renewables similarly in biodiversity area as i was telling about traditional knowledge system so that will be there the other thing i was talking to a young man who uh, runs a ngo called we the naturalists he has come out with a platform uh, about green jobs and he has enumerated almost around uh, almost more than 500 such opportunities and he provides a platform you can like linkedin you can connect with that platform i i am having going to have a meeting tomorrow almost he said sir i need almost 3 hours so i said okay 2 to 2 uh, to 5 he will be coming in person all the way from uh, he has already landed in delhi from the bombay mumbai he was in the corporate world and he has also the all kind of uh, the funding opportunities Uh, the green jobs so in that area it based solutions when you talk about 
there also in the new technologies, as I said in one of my slides, I could not uh, elaborate in, in, in all those, um, the IoT, the artificial intelligence, everything, these will play a part in providing, ushering in the transformation in job sector and also jobs which are sustainable and green jobs. So naturally one has to be uh, thing, and these were because this transformation is going to happen very rapidly and this will not be like tran uh, transitory or not will be for a, a long period, but it will be keep on changing. So the dynamics of this job situation in that scenario, these like environment is so dy dynamic and climate system or the biodiversity ecosystem. Similarly, the job scenario will also keep on changing. It will require new set of skills and where this whole sustainability education will play a major role. Definitely, sir. And uh, I think also um, in this, uh, the whole role of um, corporate uh, responsibility towards expanding ESD would be important. Uh, maybe that could be advocated and shared also and also implemented. So uh, closely related to that is a question on um, why is the onus for sustainability and ensuring collective action repeatedly put on the individuals? What about the accountability of the large um, companies that cause great proportion of emissions? And uh, how about also, uh, you know, mentorship? You, uh, since you are meeting the person tomorrow, um, mentorships, incubators. Though, so these can be also. Uh, put uh, more more you know promoted more vigorously so that there are more startups and uh, they, which foster green jobs actually yes definitely uh, <clears throat> individuals of course they are important but it's communities the business community for example in fact i i am very pleased to uh, share here that uh, almost all the major uh, these businesses they are going to have, they are already having the sustainability cells, sustainability policies. You can see means take any corporate and you will find them up. Whether they are really, means there is, we were, I was in Germany two years back and some of these corporate, they wanted to produce a sustainability barometer to measure all those kind of things. So it's still, the UN system is also thinking up, but corporate is, I think, alive to sustainability challenges. And CSR, uh, this uh, lot of money goes into sustainability practices and sustainability projects. So that is one. The other aspect is particularly the sustainability professional, the community of NGOs, institutions, other civil society groups. I think they are, for them, the challenge is, of course, the COVID situation really for everyone put up a challenge, particularly the NGO communities. I was discussing in one of the webinars about the challenges of resource generation for these, and there were plenty of, but there are examples, the communities, they are working together, sharing their ideas, sharing their resources. And that way, uh, Championing the cause of, as I said, all those sustainability crusaders, champions, or ambassadors. So these kind of things need to be promoted by businesses, by all of us. And that way, we will develop a kind of professional community, which will be businesses are already there into this business in a very meaningful way. Most because this is the need of the hour. They, they think that future is there. In, the, in that area. So that is why they are on board. Right, right, sir. So uh, the final question to you uh, is a question by a student from Delhi who asks, are there evolving priorities when it comes to sustainable development goals and education for sustainable development? So for example, um, are there certain goals that needs to be prioritized or certain goals that needs to be attained to a greater extent before other goals are worked on? And how is this incorporated in education for sustainable development? And are there any differences in these priorities for developed and developing countries? Uh, so is it country specific? And um, how would you address this uh, dilemma? 
actually uh, when these sdgs were being formulated in fact there were goals decided say for example from goal 1 to 5 poverty uh, hunger gender these were the unfulfilled unfinished agenda of millennium development goals because they were not achieved uh six goal which is even education goal because universal access to education was not achieved so goal four a uh, sixth one water was means we could achieve the, the half uh, millennium development it was the half of the those who are not having access to water so that goal was achieved similarly other goals but uh there were new goals and these are uh, i pick from 11 to 15 so there there were goals which were not unfinished then there were goals which were partially achieved then there are new goals which is about the consumption production and consumption patterns climate life on land life under water these were these are the environmental goals and currently world is prioritizing this if you think in terms of priority in fact most of the leaders they say that climate and biodiversity these two if we achieve them then naturally we are going to address planetary crisis in a major way because if these crises are there there will be more poverty there will be more hunger there will be scarcity of water there will be floods droughts disasters there will be job losses so there will be lot of all other goals will get impacted so that is one of course there was a survey uh, the mid term that was 2020 by the un and of course uh, prior, these climate change was given number one priority and of course along with the goal for education and of course <clears throat> biodiversity which is goal uh, uh, 14 no goal 15 14 is water the oceans water is goal 6 <clears throat> so these are some of the goals which are really really very very important and these are the planetary challenges number one planetary challenges and esd also is prioritizes of all these into its context but naturally since est takes a holistic view and going interdisciplinary or transdisciplinary and integrated so it tries to take a balanced view of all as i said all the goals and basically because uh, education or est uh, has is a enabling element for achievement of all other goals all the 16 other goals education is a common thread for all so that way in fact planetary crisis on the one hand social and economic issues on the other hand and of course the global citizenship cooperation and all those things going in tandem so it's a, it's a very complex world not easy and education and bringing sustainability concept into it mm. is really a challenge for all of us all professionals educators as well as of course learners as well mm. because it's a collaborative process it's mm. cooperative endeavor mm. and it can succeed only when we all uh, work in a combined and determined manner absolutely yeah Uh, certainly i fully agree with uh, what you have to say thank you so much sir uh, so uh, we we'll, uh, we are now moving towards the close of the session so i just um, ask you if you would have to make a few policy recommendations on how to integrate incorporate um, and also collaborate on um, esd uh, what would be your major uh, pointers be and your concluding remarks if any in fact uh, whatever i said uh, in the preceding uh, sections and in the presentations most of these have policy implications 
and ESD uh, has to uh, sustainability has to find a kind of I think I would suggest uh, as I said most of the many corporates they are having sustainability policies. Similarly, government must come up for SDG is a framework for sustainability, but uh, Niti Aayog, which is a policy think tank in India, we must uh, rather educate, do advocacy with them to come out with a overarching sustainability policy. Means educating about sustainability and a sustainability policy that will like bring into force the whole integrative approach because we have all those kind of uh, standalone policies in the country but these policies may not be like if we uh, think in compartment like because if we think something about uh, one aspect and just ignore the others naturally all your efforts will go in vain because the in a, and this is also like I was talking about. We are going to have a session in this webinar on sustainability education. One session on circular economy, circularity, and circularity concept is that connecting each thread. Like in government, if you have uh, uh, two dozen departments, development departments, connect them, find the common threads where from one's input can be beneficial to the other and similarly establish that circularity or sustainability. Uh, in industry is going towards uh, circularity in a major way because that is uh, for them, it's uh, to the, their requirement and regulatory policies also like extended producer responsibility, that policy and uh, the legislative piece is now in place. So they have to think about circularity and that links through the artificial intelligence or this what we call it the web world, IT enabled, because that way through that information system, you can know which is our waste, which is our like we are doing production, but generating a waste for us, it is waste, but it can become resource for someone. If you know in that cycle, some some other unit B which can take this, and so it's it goes beyond reuse, recycle, and recover. Rather, it becomes every uh, cycle, end of the cycle as we see is it it thinks beyond that. So similarly, I think when we talk about sustainability policy, it's a kind of transformational policy going beyond the, these standalone or the compartmentalized side policies in silo or the actions, um, the intent to policy in silos. Rather, we need to think integrative. How, and sustainability is one common thread I said that can connect everything. And I think this is in the modern, uh, we, we call as this industry for revolution. So this can find a very good use into this. Absolutely, sir. And also, uh, also it also incorporates uh, interdisciplinarity. In fact, transdisciplinarity, that is uh, where sustainability being the common thread connects um, all, the, all the areas of learning, which then moves on to so many um, areas of uh, actual work. So, so thank you so much, sir. It was wonderful talking to you and learning from you. I mean, it was listening from an expert like yourself on sustainability and education for sustainable development has been actually an eye opener for us. And uh, we, I think we need to make continuous efforts to, to learn and research more on this and so that this can also be really proactively taken up by the governments as you have uh, uh, rightly pointed out and also the hope that and the optimism that you present you know in terms of sustainable uh, sustainable change makers that uh, all of us uh, you know you're uh, advocating that all of us have to be and that and through the global citizenship edu uh, education this is very important and in fact nep when you're talking about national education policy it also 
also offers the hope and perhaps india could be the vishwaguru in fostering education for sustainable development so there can be no there should be no looking back and we should always you know move towards um, towards this transformation that we are aiming for so thank you so much sir it was really wonderful uh, talking to you and uh, on behalf of uh, the center for environment climate change and sustainable development i really extend my gratitude and thanks to uh, you dr rambuj for spending time with us this evening and for um, imparting us lot of learning and also lot of food for thought what we can do and what we should do should be doing as responsible citizens so, and also thank you to all attendees for your questions and for your participation and uh, to everybody who was watching us on facebook live and to everyone who would be watching us later on youtube and listening to our podcasts so thank you so much and wish you all a very good evening thank you so much everyone and thank you simi and the colleagues for such a wonderful initiative and uh, it was really a pleasure to be with you all thank, thank you, you sir so thank you we hope to keep learning from you sir thank you oh yeah always welcome thank you sir thank you have a good day